Our text for this morning is our epistle lesson, Paul's letter to the Philippians, where especially he writes this, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. This is our text. I want to confess to you this morning that sometimes my heart hurts for you. I hurt when I hear about your employment issues or your trouble with paying next month's rent. It's tough for me to learn that you're having difficulties in your marriage or that your relationship with a family member just isn't what it could be. I'm troubled when I see you trying hard to find some good direction in your life when, or when you find a job that is just a means to an end and really just total drudgery day after day rather than something that really brings you life and fulfillment. I hear of the death, of the health difficulties or, or see you in the hospital and I pray that you will be made well. I'm sad when you experience the death of a loved one, and everything that follows after that. I sometimes feel like a parent when I see members of this very congregation not getting along or squabbling or questioning one another's motives or criticizing. But to all of you, I want to say this morning what Paul said to the Philippians. Grace to you. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I was thinking a little bit earlier this week that the relationship between a pastor and a congregation is a little bit like an arranged marriage. We know each other before we get together. You know, we go through that whole interview process. I can remember flying down here a couple times from Milwaukee and, and being interviewed, sitting in front of a few of you or sitting in front of a whole group of you over in the fellowship hall and answering questions and all of that. And, and we got to know each other okay, but we didn't really quite yet know each other. But here we are six and a half years later, and we have grown to love each other. Even as it often is in an arranged marriage, love isn't always there in the beginning, but that love grows. It's kindled. It enlarges as time goes by. So I want you to know today that no matter what it is that you are going through, I love you. I love you with the love of the Lord. I love those of you who sit here in these pews every single week without fail. Grace to you and peace. I love those of you who are here less frequently and I pray with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength that you will find it in yourself to be here every week to receive the incredible gifts of Jesus that he has to give on a weekly basis. Grace to you and peace. I love those of you who appreciate my ministry, and I love those of you who criticize my ministry behind my back, and I'm sure I sometimes deserve that, but grace to you and peace. I love those of you who lead this congregation, and I love those of you who are worker bees, getting things done, sometimes in ways that nobody ever sees. Grace to you and peace. 
I love those of you who make an effort to be a strong, bold Christian witness in your daily life, and, and I love those of you who find that a little bit more difficult to do. Grace to you and peace. You see, we are all incomplete without one another. We are made to be a family, a communion, a community. I love you all because we are all, every single one of us, partners in the gospel. We are drawn together by the Lord in a perfect koinonia. You've probably heard that Greek word before, koinonia. It's found in our text today. Koinonia means to share together in something, to, to have relationship, to be in community, to have fellowship. We are all, every single one of us, sinners in need of a Savior, and we come together here at Ascension Lutheran Church to receive the gifts of Christ that make us one, and then we take those gifts out into the world to share them with people in need. And one of the things that brings us together as a church family is the fellowship that we share with one another, the way we encourage hopefulness in each other, the way we inspire expectancy in each other. And we can do even more than that as we ask ourselves a few questions this morning that I'd like for you to contemplate. How might all of us, as members of Ascension, live so as to be ready for the coming of Christ at Christmas, or his coming when he ultimately comes again. Are we graceful with each other? Are we mutually generous in helping to support the work of the Lord financially or with our gifts of talents and time? Do we see and acknowledge the way God does so many good works in so many individuals in this congregation? Do we hold each other in our hearts? Do we do daily devotions as individuals? Do we gather together weekly for worship? Do we find opportunities for group discipleship with one another? The Advent season reminds us that we actively wait in hope and expectation for true, ultimate koinonia to be revealed. Paul writes, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that good work, as you well know, began at the cross, where Jesus who once came into this world for one holy purpose, bought and paid for and won for you completely free salvation. And it was continued in you in the completely forgiving waters of holy baptism. And it is nurtured in you as you gather together in this holy family into which you have been called at 351 Ascension Drive in Castleberry, Florida. Just think of the many ways that you are served and loved and supported and prayed for by the people who are sitting right here in this room. And this fellowship is made even more lovely and even more complete in the feast that we all share together on a weekly basis. When Jesus gives us his body and blood to forgive us, to bind us together with him and to unite us with each other. As we gather together at the Lord's table for Advent Holy Communion, we remember that though we are many, we are one. 
In fact, St. Augustine once put it like this. Through one, Christ, we become many. Through one, Christ, we become many. In other words, the church is the gathering together of people who once were all scattered apart. We are diverse, we are unique, we are different, and yet God draws us together in Christ. And then the church is the sending forth of those who are gathered here today. As individual members of a congregation, we come and go. We settle in here and then we move out into the world as God's people. But the beauty of the Christian church is that our unity transcends our comings and goings. It breaks through them. We are united and in fellowship together even when we are apart. The one who came, who holds us together through the reconciliation of his own blood, gives us that unity even when we are away from this place. Now I, as your pastor, may love you with a Christ-centered yet imperfect human love, but he loves you with an all-encompassing, eternal, life-giving, forgiving love. And it's a love that reconciles us together, that brings unity to each of us. And this all happens so that we are together in our life in God, moving together toward the final consummation of all things. When God will make all things complete. When he will recreate you and me into a wonderful, beautiful, united body in the kingdom that is to come. This is my favorite season of the church year. It's a season of waiting. It's a season of expectation, of hoping. This is a season to remember, as Paul reminds us this morning, that God is not finished yet. God is not finished with Ascension Lutheran Church. I'm reminded of Mark Twain's quote when he said, the reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. As long as there are still people sitting here in these pews, there is kingdom work to be done here in this place. God is not finished with Ascension. He is not finished with Castleberry or Orlando. God is not finished here in this world. And more importantly, God is not finished with you. God is the one who does the work, Paul says. He began it. He's the one who continues it. He always does it. He makes it happen. Yes, God's good work began there at the cross. He died there. Everything was finished. It seemed as though there was hopelessness. All was lost. A dead body was lying in a tomb, breathless, seemingly never to rise again. But then God continued his good work by raising Jesus from the dead. And then the new beginning. The new life in Jesus and for Jesus came in a new creation in space and time and the incredible power of God's promise. You and I were washed into that promise in our baptism. And so God is still at work in us using you, using us, all of us, sometimes even in spite of us, sometimes even in the midst of our sinfulness because it's not us. He is the one who brings all of his work to completion. Read the Bible, and it's a story that happens time and time again. 
Advent is a season to wait with grateful hope. And as we wait, we do two things. We look back and see all the good gifts that God has given to us, and we also look ahead in anticipation of the good works that he will do. But today we remember all that God has given to us in the past, freely and fully and faithfully. Think back today and remember that all if you have a moment. And then as you do that, look ahead. The God who has already come is also the God who promises to come in even greater completeness. Advent is the time to celebrate that. It's the season of looking forward in grateful and thankful hope. Even though our salvation is complete, it is not yet completely fulfilled. You see, we live in kind of this in-between time. We live in the now. Yes, we are saved. But also the not yet. We're waiting for the ultimate fulfillment of that salvation. We are redeemed, and yet we wait for the final fulfillment of that redemption. And in the meantime, God is working through you, through us, through this church today. Our life together as a congregation is both a fulfillment of what God's prophets foretold, and it's also a preparation of what Jesus is about to do. God who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will bring it to completion in you and with you and for us, Ascension. Which brings me back to the ways that our Christian community lives together in koinonia. So that we will be ready for Christ when he comes at Christmas or when he comes again. How will we... How will you share in the grace that God gives? How will we be mutually generous in supporting the ministry of Jesus here in this place, financially or with our gifts of time and talent? In what way will we acknowledge and point out the good works that God is doing in us or in somebody that you see here in this congregation? How are we going to hold one another in our hearts? How will we help and love and serve not only each other, but the people with whom we come into contact when we are outside of this place? Yes, sometimes my heart does hurt for you as you face the sometimes very, very difficult challenges of this life. But this morning... My heart is more than hopeful for you because I know that we have a God who works all things together for good. We have a God who is not finished yet. We have a God who loves us with an eternal love. We have a God who forgives where forgiveness is so sorely needed. And he does it right here in these pews, right here in this joyful community of the caring Christ. And so I say to you, grace to you. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.